Hi, welcome back to The Raw Project, Real Authentic Wisdom. I just want to say thank you and shout out to all y'all that send in uh, emails and texts and uh, comments. It was awesome. Thank you for that. And we just encourage you to send us more. Uh, we love reading your story. It was great. And so today is episode three. And on episode three, we are talking about how words have power. Words have the power of life or death. And you know that because in your life, you've had words spoken over you or words spoken to you or about you. And they've either empowered you or they caused you to feel some type of way about yourself. So today, today's raw story is about words. And I just want to tell you a couple of ways, just before I get into the story, I want to tell you a couple of things that happened to me that were um, words that just have power over my life. Uh, I was told in when I was like a freshman in high school that I wasn't college material, that that was a, a set of words that had uh, power over me. When I got in a hard class, I just was like, you know, am I really the college material? Can I really do it? Um, another thing that happened uh, to me was that I was teased a lot um, as a kid uh, for my size, you know, just my looks, different things like that. And um, that's something that those words that were spoken over me, and I'm not going to tell you all the things that were said, but you get my picture, you get the picture. And um, those words that were spoken over me, uh, they had a lasting effect uh, in how I felt, my insecurities, all these things. And so words have power, but a defining uh, thing that happened to me was when I was in sixth grade. And this is the raw story. So in sixth grade, three things happened. The first thing that happened was that uh, it was 1977 and um, Elvis died. Uh, tragic, huge thing. Second thing that happened in 1977, yeah, I told you that I was in a big family. I was one of six kids. I was number six. And then in 1977, my mom had twins. And so I was booted out of the baby seat and um, into like a middle child something crazy. I don't even know, but that's for another day. And then the third thing that happened was this epic, epic miniseries called Roots. Now, a lot of you are going to have to get out your phones and Google Roots because in 1977, you weren't even a thought in your parents' mind. And so... Look it up, Roots, epic miniseries. And it was about, uh, the author was Alex Haley. It was a book and it made into this miniseries. And he was writing about his family and um, them coming from Africa and being captured there and brought to America as slaves. Nothing had been done like it. It was unbelievable and everybody was talking about it everybody was talking about it and my sister and I 
uh, my sister that's closest to me, she and I, we wanted to watch Roots. We wanted to watch it. It was being talked about everywhere. There were commercials and things. And um, I remember going to my mom and I remember saying, hey, mom, can, can we watch Roots? It's coming on Sunday night. Can we watch it? And she was like, no, you can't watch it. And I was like, why? But if you know my mom, you don't ask why. No is no. And so, but I didn't understand. I didn't understand why we couldn't watch it. Uh, everybody was everybody was talking about it. And I think at that point in my life, I was interested in it. I never really, uh, maybe I learned a little bit about slavery in school or whatever, but I was just interested in in seeing this particular show. And so thank God for big families, right? And so I had uh, older siblings that were much older than uh, me and my sister. And so we were able to watch Roots. And um, anyway, sorry, mom. But um, we are watching it. And like I said, I was 11 years old and I'm, I'm watching this saga of the main character, Kuntu Kente, how he was brought on a ship to, you know, the U.S. and um, and he entered into his life of slavery and he meets his wife or he meets another slave that becomes his wife named Kizzy. So it's it's about their life and their lineage of, of children and, and slavery. And so I'm having... I can't even tell you all the feelings that I'm having about this. I never had seen anything like it. Um, my parents didn't talk a, a lot about these things, and so I I didn't um, I didn't know a lot about all of this. But this was kind of my first dunk into that pond, so to speak. And um, now, you know, 56 years old, I realize why my parents, you know, didn't want me to see it. I, I realize it. And um, there was just so much there. And I know that they wanted to protect us from it. And and I know it was also very difficult for them. And so there was, there's just a lot of things there. And, and maybe some other point we'll explore that. But, but words, words having power. And so we're watching this, and like I said, all this emotion is in our hearts and in our minds, and we're talking about Kunta Kinte, and you know we're rooting for him, and we're, we're talking about Kizzy and all these things. And so we get on the bus, like we always do. We rode the bus to school. My dad was the school bus driver. We get on the bus, my sister and I, one morning, and we're sitting there, like we always do, on our way to school. And these words are, are spoken from behind us on the bus. And these are the words. Look at those kizzies. Look at those kizzies. And of course, my sister, who was a freshman in high school, she turns around and she kind of withers them with a stare and she says something, I believe, and I, I'm just sitting there looking around. I'm looking at my sister. I'm looking at my dad. I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of looking behind me and whatever. And I'm thinking, look at those kizzies. What does that, what does that mean? 
what does that mean? And here, my little mind goes right to the, to the actress that is playing Kizzy. And I'm thinking, do I look like her? You know, I'm thinking that in my mind. And uh, I go to school and I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it throughout the day. People are talking about roots. They're talking about the different things. I'm having this wide range of emotion. I get home that evening. I share a room with my sister and I ask her, I said, why did he say, look at those kizzies? Why, did, why would he say that? And my sister, uh, she was angry, not at me, but just angry at the situation. And she just says to me, Ruthie, they were calling us slaves. They were saying that we're slaves. And I thought, oh my gosh. And so I'd watched enough of Roots at that point to realize this was a serious thing. I mean, it was a serious thing that a person would think that we are slaves. And I didn't know how to reconcile that in my mind. And I could tell, you know, my sister, she didn't want to talk about it or really ex explain it further. And I just remember feeling like that must mean that we're less than. That must mean that I'm not the same as the people that I'm around. They must look at me and think less of me. And I realized just that simple word, kizzy, that simple word, it's a, it's a, it's a nice name. But what that did to me, what that did to my sister, what that did to my identity in that moment that quickly. Words have power. And in that moment, I was like, I didn't really know who I was. And before that, I did. And so I was just struggling with all these feelings. And I think that that lasted for uh, quite some time. And I'm so thankful that I had parents around me that spoke life. So um, I can't remember if I told my mom about it because obviously I wasn't supposed to be watching Roots. So I, I probably didn't tell her. But I just remember thinking that we have been charged by our parents and by our faith to love people as we love ourselves. And I thought to myself, maybe those people don't love themselves that much. Maybe they don't. And so what happened to me was that that word spoken over me brought a period of death, but it didn't continue on. And I'm so thankful for that because you know what? Words of life can cancel out words of death. They just can. And I think what's important to take away from this raw story is that 
I was able to overcome the death words and I was able to uh, have, um, they didn't nullify the life words that were spoken to me by my parents or by my siblings or by people that were, that loved me and my friends. They didn't nullify those words. And I think that's the point. You can't allow the, the negative words, the death words to cancel out the life words. You have to let the life words overcome the death ones that may want to just like cancel you out, that may want to put you in a, in a place or a head place that makes you feel like you're less than or feel like you're not valuable or feel like you're not loved or cared for uh, or that you just aren't anybody. That's what words have the power to do. And so words are so important. And so I want to encourage you to speak life, speak words of life about yourself, speak words of life about the people around you to them, uh, speak words of life. Don't uh, grab a hold of the death words. Don't grab a hold of the words that say that you're not important, that you're not valuable, that you're a nobody, that you're invisible, that you don't matter to anybody or anything. Don't let those words become your portion. Let the words of life that you are valuable, that you are precious, that you are that you are a wonderful individual. Let those things be what speaks to your heart and to your mind and it cancels out all the other things. You know, the other thing that that hardship or that hard thing that happened to me in sixth grade, the other thing that it did for me was that it let me know that there's always people in the world that are going to try to pull you down. It, it, they're just there. And you know what? You don't have to let them. You don't have to let them pull you down. You know, I let that situation over the years boost me up. I let the pain of it push me, elevate me to higher heights. And you can do the same thing if you speak life. Just do that. Please drop us a line or an email or a note about how you have changed those death words that you've spoken to yourself, how you've changed those death words into life or the death words that have been spoken to you by people around you, how you change those things to life. Drop us a line. Let us know. We love you. We love your stories. Keep them coming in. And this is raw, real, authentic wisdom. I hope you've enjoyed episode three today.